0: What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to another pay-per-view-point edition of the Smark Out Moment Smack Talk Podcast. This is the WWE Survivor Series 2016 post-show, where we're going to be recapping what transpired on the show and giving our thoughts on everything that happened. And boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight. But before <laughs> we get started, let me introduce you who the panel is. Who are we? Well, I am your host, as always, Tony Mango, and you can hear him laughing about a second ago, is Kalen Ferris. Hello. So I know a lot of people are really interested in what we think about the main event, but we're going to be <laughs> dicks. We'll get gonna, to that. Yeah. We're going to hold back on that a little bit right now because man, as far as the overall perspective of the show tonight, I don't know where I would rank it. I mean, I used to do a three count either, you know, th- uh, pinfall was a three count. That was a like, good two count was near fall. That was just okay. And at one Uh, count was a kick out and that was bad. I used to do that at the end of every pay-per-view and I'd have the highlights and the low points and stuff like that. I haven't been doing them in a while, which has made me sit back a little bit and think about things while we're doing these post shows. I'm on the fence of whether I would give this a one or a two. I certainly wouldn't give it a three. Really? I really enjoyed the show. I enjoyed so many parts about it. Yeah. At the same time, there's so many things that bug me. And that's why okay. I'm like, like – that's why I kind of go like, well, maybe I would give it a two because I did really enjoy some parts a whole lot. But then, oh, that other stuff really pissed me off, so maybe i would give it a one. I probably would end up giving it a two. But I want to start things off with a good mixture of good and bad, which was the pre-show. One thing that was one of my favorite parts of the entire night – were you uh, watching the pre-show, by the way?
1: I did see some of the pre-show. I did not see either of the pre-show matches but I did watch actually most of the pre-show other than the matches.
0: Did you see the social media lounge segment? Oh, that was the best part of the whole night. That was so fucking fantastic. And I'm sure there's so many people that missed out on it because it's a two hour pre-show and we already know what happens with these feuds and stuff like that. But for those who missed it, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are, well, it's supposed to be just Kevin Owens.
1: It was about the halfway point of the, of the pre-show, I think. So right around this uh, six o'clock hour, 45
0: minute mark or so, I think
1: maybe something like that. Yeah.
0: It's supposed to be Kevin Owens with there with Tom Phillips, but Kevin Owens yells, literally yells, to get Chris Jericho to come in, too. Chris, like, the, po- the mic's popping and stuff, too. And they great. spent what felt like maybe 10 straight minutes or so, just pure hilarity. I mean, we got some great stuff, like uh, they said, <laughs> we're going to have a club. But it's no Tom's allowed. And he's like, so you do know my name? Then? Yeah. No, no, we didn't say that. No, Tom is in French for dumb moron. <laughs> I oh, that, was, that was fantastic i need to go back and watch that again
1: that was really a, a big highlight
0: and they had the um capri marie on twitter who apparently is this like she's got like fourteen thousand followers and stuff and mm-hmm. she's pretty good looking too checked out her instagram
1: and sounds like uh, sounds like a juice box
0: yeah, you probably don't even quench thirst do you
1: <laughs> man tom phillips was having a hard time just trying not to crack up i you know as soon as the cameras were off you know those guys were laughing their asses off all
0: through <laughs> There was a couple times where he was just looking down, smiling, like, yeah. oh my mm-hmm. god, I can't laugh. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to laugh mm-hmm. here, but he it was so good. And like uh Mansuri, I think is what the name was, the guy that's yeah. supposed to be in the production truck. Yeah. <laughs> that was a running joke about him and everything. It was so good. I really recommend everybody to go check that out. But everything else on the pre-show was crap.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was just a bunch of recaps. Uh I did not see the matches, but I read the results. And it's you know utterly I don't think skippable. He, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think either of those really seem like they're worth going back and checking out. So I'm not too concerned.
0: We had two impromptu matches that were added, although we still had some big players that didn't play any part in the pay per view tonight. No Dolph Ziggler, no, no Rusev, Rusev. no Apollo Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I wouldn't say Neville's really like a big name, but he could have been in the mix somewhere in there. And we have instead Kane versus Luke Harper, which barely kept any attention of mine, Mm. and a six-man tag from the Cruiserweights, which was decent, not one of the best matches, not one of the worst. The best part about that was there was a little spot where Perkins was going to jump to the outside and do like a suicide dive or something like everybody else would do. The referee was stopping him like, yo, dude, I got to like get some control here. And then he went, meh, and jumped over the ref. So that was (laughs) kind of cool. But this was just, it didn't need to be two hours long. Oh, no. And the only other part that was interesting to me was a little botch that happened where Renee Young's mic got patched through. And this was during the first match, I think, if I remember correctly. I don't know if I heard that one. Where she goes, can you hear me? Nine minutes? Okay. (laughs) Which is like, I wonder if the match is going to end in nine minutes. (laughs) That was a little bit weird, but outside of that social media lounge thing, lounge thing, the entire pre-show was completely skippable. You don't need to check out any of that, which oh, is a shame because okay. two hours dedicated to that mm-hmm. unnecessary. It was it was really ridiculous. That took us into our first official match of the night, which was the women's elimination match, and I'm not going to read off everybody who was in there or all the uh, eliminations or anything like that. You go can go ahead and check out the link below if you're on YouTube or if you aren't then go to SparkOutMoment.com you'll see it. Uh, it's a breakdown of everybody who pinned who and whatnot but we had things start off with a pretty interesting twist. Nikki Bella was attacked behind the scenes and Natalia replaces her which you know pretty much points to Natalia attacking Nikki Bella What? Yeah, How dare you sir? Which I at first I thought oh god damn it I really didn't want to see Natalia in here instead and then I thought about it they're in Canada. That's a smart move.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah, I, I thought the same exact thing. It's like it, she's part of the Hart family. We're definitely going to see some big thing from her. I didn't think she would actually be part of the match, but once I found out, it it really makes sense.
0: It's a little bit weird that they did the whole thing with the coach thing now, but it, now it makes sense if they had this planned. But I'm also a little bit yeah. Curious. So that was probably the
1: plan all along. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which is. Totally fine. I mean, I'm not the biggest fan of Natalia, but I do like Natalia. It's more so, I think, that she's overrated in a couple different ways. And when she can go out there and just wrestle a little bit, awesome. She's one of the better wrestlers that they have. But I'm curious why they chose to take Nikki Bella out and do this Natalia thing, yet they didn't do anything with Dana Brooke in the match.
1: Yeah, I was surprised at that too, especially when it came down to the end. I thought Dana Brooke would play some sort of... I, I didn't notice. Did she do any kind of distraction at all or anything? I don't remember that happening at all. Not that I remember. Maybe I missed it, but I don't remember her really playing much part of it at all.
0: Yeah. When it came down to Bailey and Charlotte versus uh, Becky Lynch, I thought, okay, this is where Dana Brooke's going to screw up Charlotte and it's going to be down Mm -hmm. to Bailey and Becky. Yep. Becky uh, gets eliminated and it's Charlotte and Bailey that are the two survivors.
1: It was Chekhov's Dana Brooke.
0: (laughs) Chekhov's Brooke uh let's see here anything interesting when it comes to the eliminations I'm looking through the list right here alicia fox got an elimination that was surprising
1: yeah yeah i thought that was kind of weird and it started off with uh what was it alicia fox and carmella
0: yeah the two yeah carmella was the first elimination which, which they did this back and forth like carmella at all no i was a little bit surprised about that really i thought that yeah. if they were gonna eliminate naomi first
1: yeah I don't know. I, I, Naomi can go better in the ring, I think, than Alicia Fox, even though Alicia's the veteran.
0: She's so the veteran, I, the one that Drew is always talking about?
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Watch out, Drew.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm glad that she actually had a little bit of time to shine, though. Mm-hmm. I mean, she got uh, counted out, which I thought would have gone to Nia Jax. But Nia Jax tapped out.
1: That really surprised me and actually disappointed me. I think they should have done the count out with Nia Jax. Her submitting... Oh, she submitted to Becky? Yeah. Right. With The disarmer. Yeah, that was uh, I wasn't too happy with how they made that happen. But. Hopefully, it just doesn't make her look too weak. I thought it did tonight, but hopefully she can rebound from that and come back and be the same monster that she was really dominating for a while there. I loved it. You know, they just one Smackdown woman would come in and. Nia Jax would throw her back. She'd tag out another SmackDown Wokeman. Nia Jax would throw her down, and then they had two at once, and they both tried to knock her over. She goes back and pushes them both down. That was a great spot.
0: Yeah, that whole thing where they were trying to give her the suplex, and she was just mm-hmm. like, nah, I'm too big yep. for that. I've eaten yeah, my stickers today. <laughs> Sasha Banks got a little bit of a short end of the stick here, I think, though. She just I got would say rolled so, up. yeah.
1: She didn't, she didn't really seem to shine too much in the match at all.
0: Do you think that's on purpose or just a matter of them losing track?
1: Uh, I don't know. I think maybe she's getting lost in the shuffle right now, mm. which sucks.
0: And you know what? I really, I liked about this, but I, I can kind of like, I, now that this is over with and I'm looking back and I, I don't like it as much as I originally did. I mean, I did like this match overall. I think I'm going to give this a I enjoyed up. it, yeah. But
1: Definitely.
0: I liked that a lot of people did get a time to showcase themselves a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. Carmella, I think she probably could have gotten maybe another minute or so. But that Sasha Banks thing is starting to bug me the more I think about it. She really didn't do all that much.
1: No, it wasn't very memorable, at least.
0: Yeah. I mean, I can't remember if Dana Brooke did anything, but I really can't remember if Sasha Banks did. I know she didn't get any eliminations, so she didn't even I know she had one the person. one
1: spot where – who did she have in the corner? I know Natty rolled out. She had them both in the corner, like stacked, and she was going to do the knees. Um...
0: Ooh, that was Alexa maybe?
1: Yeah, I think it was because the she, I think she hit Alexa on the top and then Natty rolled out. And then she ended up getting her, uh, Sasha Banks ended up getting Natty on outside of the ring with the knees. So that was a kind of cool spot. But other than that, I'm trying to remember what else Sasha
0: actually did. That's probably it. Yeah. And our, uh, finale was Bailey beating Becky Lynch and then Charlotte immediately attacking her afterward, saying, fuck you. I don't care that you won the match, whatever, like that, which kind of a downer.
1: Yeah, I mean, I could understand why they did it. And I was actually half ex- half expecting it when I saw that they both won. I predicted that they would be the sole survivors as the match was going on. And I'm like, well, if they're going to win, Charlotte's going to attack her after the match. And sure enough, she did. So eh, it's just leading up to their match at the next pay-per-view, right?
0: I think I would have rather had seen Charlotte get eliminated, though. And kind of yeah. like she gets eliminated. Becky Lynch looks a little bit stronger. And mm-hmm. then Bailey celebrating and then it's like I'm gonna attack you because I shouldn't have gotten eliminated there. It was a mix-up, like that kind of a thing. I think that would have been a better story. They seem to be protecting Charlotte a little bit too much for my tastes. Mm-hmm. So that led us into a situation where I thought, okay, well then clearly SmackDown's gonna win the next thing. Kinda, yeah. kind of right? not, because yeah. our next match was the Intercontinental Championship match: The Miz against Sami Zayn. Good match
1: over a spot between the matches wasn't that the uh backstage with James Ellsworth?
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did have that thing where he uh, that was fun. Yeah, the, he got picked on a little bit by Anderson and Gallows. Yeah. Anderson and Gallows were there,
1: and uh, then he ends up coming face to face with Braun Strowman again. He's like, Don't I recognize
0: you? Then <laughs> he just runs away. That was fun. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I forgot about that. That's good that you brought it up. Uh, the Miz retained. He pinned Sami Zayn after a little bit of a distraction from Maurice, which I thought that this was a good little twist here. Maurice deciding to ring the bell when Sami Zayn had the Miz in. What uh, what move was it that he had him in? It was a submission move, but I can't remember which one. Um,
1: gosh, I'm trying
0: to remember. She's like a knee bar or something like that, I think, maybe.
1: Yeah, I can't recall.
0: But he had him in something where it seemed like the Miz was going to tap out, and then... You know, you start hearing the bell ring, and the referee is like, yeah, what the hell is that? And Sami Zayn thinks that he won, which opens him up to get them that uh, distraction pin. Good way to get around that, I think. Although now I'm starting to question why they actually did the title switch.
1: Oh, as far as you mean dropping it off a dolphin and putting it on Miz? Yeah. Because like, Miz is a better champ. <laughs> eh. I mean, a lot of people, yeah, a lot of people, when, as soon as they switched it, were saying, well, obviously they're just, you know... Putting it on Miz as a transitional champion to put it on Sami Zayn. But I think Miz's last run, his most current run, was great. And I think yeah. he has the potential to make this current run just as good, if not better. He's doing the best work of his career. I like that he won not clean. I mean, he did win clean, but with some, you know, sneaky assistance of his wife. So I'm glad he used devious methods to retain that title. And actually, I'd, I'd rather see the title on Miz than Sami Zayn anyway. I don't care which show the title, the uh IC belt is on. But I do like seeing it better on Miz.
0: That's the main thing that got me. I was happy that the Miz retained just because I don't want the IC belt to go to Raw. Unless see, it, doesn't, to it doesn't, make, it doesn't the US make much title. difference to me. Yeah. Like, I don't like the idea of two mid-card titles being on the same show and then the other one not having it. So mm-hmm. that bugged me. And I was like, all right, well... I'd be cool with Sami Zayn as Intercontinental Champion, and if they do something on Raw where maybe he gets like punished and they want to switch him over to SmackDown, then cool. Because so I'd actually like to see another match between these two. I thought it was pretty good.
1: Oh, yeah. I thought they worked really well together.
0: Then we had a backstage segment with uh, AJ Styles and Dean Ambrose arguing. Shane McMahon basically tells him, just put it aside for tonight. Nothing really special mm-hmm. there. As we expected, you know, hey, I don't like you. I don't like you either. Okay, but we have to work together tonight, that kind of thing. <laughs> but then this is where everything goes haywire. Tag team elimination match. We had the New Day, Enzo and Cass, et cetera, et cetera, against Team SmackDown, Slater and Rhino, American Alpha, blah, blah, blah. Breezango. All right, now,
1: can we agree that unless it's a Royal Rumble or something like that, I don't want to see this many guys in one match. It was just chaos. I actually
0: it was... wanted it to be single elimination <laughs>
1: Oh my god, what a fucking clusterfuck random bunch of... I don't know. I was not a fan. There was too much going on in it. They, the way they paced it, I didn't think was very good. But
0: go ahead. This match in general, I just didn't like. I thought that they made so many mistakes in it. New yeah. Day were, el- were the second group eliminated. Right, like Brie Sango getting eliminated first, almost Makes immediately sense. after the bell rings. It's something that, even though I wouldn't have liked that as much as the Shining Stars getting eliminated first... It's you know they're a bunch of comedic heels, mm-hmm. so I'm cool with that. But within like 45 seconds after that, the new day gets eliminated. It's like first off, they're the tag team captains,
1: tag team captains, and they have such a long title run right now. Right, they're the that champions. That, that carries some credibility. That should carry some credibility with it. And them getting that eliminated that quickly really diminishes that.
0: And they're the most fun team on that whole spectrum. Yeah, every tag team, uh, like both sides, even none of them have as much fun for the crowd as the new day. So why would you want to get rid of the most entertaining people in the match? Yeah, and I noticed
1: the energy of the match changed a lot right after they were eliminated too.
0: And this was so awkward. And it was like it wasn't like a necessary thing either, like that if you would have kept them in the match and the title was on the line, then it would have been some kind of a weird booking scenario, whatever. They didn't need to be eliminated by any means. No. The Shining Stars outlasted them. Who the fuck thought that was a good idea?
1: Yeah, that's really sad.
0: <laughs> and we had the Hype Bros eliminated by uh, Gallows. Okay, Hype Bros aren't the most amazing thing in the world, but then the Shining Stars get eliminated by American Alpha, but then right after that, American Alpha gets eliminated. And it's like, the American Alpha is the best people on SmackDown, and you just got exactly. rid of them. Yeah, I thought it would come down
1: to the final team on SmackDown being American Alpha. That would make sense. But... Yeah, or like... There's a lot of stuff that didn't make sense here.
0: At least if it would have been like the Usos against the New Day. Right. I thought the best case scenario I thought would have been. uh, Well, first off, I thought that uh, SmackDown should have won the women's match. And I I was
1: pretty sure the the Raw women were going to. I think I think the Raw women winning was the only thing that I correctly predicted. I got so
0: many things wrong on this one. I I, I think I only got one uh, correct in our predictions. I wanted it to be the women winning – the SmackDown winning for the women and then Raw winning for the tag teams because I thought it would be a great scenario where you have the final two tag teams are American Alpha and Gallows and Anderson because both teams could use a little bit of a push, more so Gallows and Anderson. Mm -hmm. And if they were able to beat American Alpha, American Alpha looks really good, but they lose to a team that needs that kind of boost. Right. But no, American Alpha gets eliminated. And then right after that, Gallows and Anderson get eliminated. So we're down to Slater and Rhino, Enzo and Cass, and the Usos. And Sheamus
1: and, and Cesaro.
0: And Sheamus and Cesaro, yeah. Slater and Rhino get eliminated. Okay, fine. I think that yeah. they should have lost those tag belts a while ago. Agreed. And then the Usos take out Enzo and Cass, which, okay. But then that means we have the Usos, two brothers who have been on the same page their entire careers against Cesaro and Sheamus who can't be on the same page and Cesaro and Sheamus win. And then on top yeah. of that, there's a a problem with first off the the fact that they were able to beat the Usos. And then there's a problem with the fact that right after that match, they do that whole, like I'm going to go for a handshake and I'm going to snub you, which not only did mm-hmm. we see last night with Oscar and Mickey James, but the previous elimination match ended with Team Raw winning and the two people not getting along. And then this yeah. was Team Raw winning and the two people not getting along, which already meant Team uh, Raw was 2-0. and oh.
1: Yeah, was that like, was pretty well, ridiculous. I'd I say one good thing that came away from this match is they made Cesaro look great. Cesaro in this match looked like a million dollars.
0: Yeah, and no, it, like... Now that they said that the uh, byproduct of that was going to be that they're going to get a title shot on. You know it's not going to go anywhere, yeah. Which if they t- if they
1: give them the fucking belts, if they do, they should wait until the record's broken, then give them the belts. Fine.
0: Yeah, I I I don't want that to happen, but at the same time, at least wait until they break the record. If you do that now, right? And the whole reason that they did this whole match was to set up Cesaro and Sheamus winning the belts tomorrow night and that's why you took New Day out of the mix too, New Day's going to look terrible. the crowd's going to be
1: pissed. Yeah, New Day's going to look terrible. The crowd's going to be pissed off. Mm -hmm. I don't think, what good can come from that? Because you know this tag team of Cesaro and Sheamus isn't long-term. At least I hope not.
0: I'm just hoping that the only reason why they did this is because they want to make it seem like the New Day lost tonight real easily, and Sheamus and Cesaro were able to pull it out, so maybe they will win it. And then it's all just to throw people off for them not winning it. Hoping (sighs) that that's the case.
1: And I was, this was probably one of the matches I was most disappointed in, I suppose. Just the order of eliminations was a big problem for
0: me. The whole thing just felt so off. And I started to get this vibe around that point. And then it carried throughout the whole rest of the night, which was, let's try to do the opposite of what people think we're going to do. Maybe if it doesn't even make any sense.
1: Yeah, it did seem very much swerve for the sake of swerve.
0: Mm. Which brings us to the cruiserweight championship match, Brian Kendrick against Callisto. Good match, but Baron Corbin comes out to interfere. And causes a DQ, so Brian Kendrick wins. He retains the championship. So that means now, the cruiserweight division is going to wrestle after SmackDown, but they're on the Raw roster. And Baron Corbin is feuding with a cruiserweight division guy, not in the cruiserweight division. Yeah, and like he. <laughs> I think also, we're gonna get some.
1: We're gonna get some more answers within the next couple of days on Raw and SmackDown. Better. Yeah.
0: Because another answer, another question I need the answer to, if Bro- uh, Baron Corbin was injured and not able to compete on the Survivor Series team, why was he there able to interfere?
1: He just wanted to go back and go to the craft service catering table.
0: Yeah, it's He such, was just hanging out backstage. I don't know why they did this. I mean, I first off, I, I don't like this Baron Corbin-Callisto feud. I never liked it when they started it. I was happy when Callisto got injured and they stopped it. I didn't want him to get injured, obviously, but that meant that they needed to put that on the back burner, and I thought that it was done, but they really, really seemed to want to have these two feud, which is only going to hurt Baron Corbin, Mm -hmm. and if he would have put on a good show tonight to kind of balance out him losing to Callisto in the future, then I'd maybe, you know, be okay with it, but he didn't put it on a show. All he did was cost SmackDown, the cruiserweight division, that's going to be competing on their tour. It makes no sense at all. I don't understand this. I was very confused. I don't know what the hell they're going to do with this. I hope that they don't just undo it. Like If you're going to put yourself in a position where you pretty much have to do something and then you don't figure out a way around it, don't just go, well, you know what? We're going to have a rematch and Brian Kendrick's going to come over to SmackDown on Tuesday and then do, like, that's, the switch That's on probably exactly
1: what they're going to do, yeah.
0: Would not be surprised at all.
1: Oh, because Baron Corbin interfered. We have to do it again, and oh, what do you know? This time, he ends up winning, and surprise, surprise.
0: And if I were Raw, I'd be like, fuck you. We beat you, like, every match tonight. You don't get dick. <laughs> so I don't understand what they're doing here, and again, I thought that it was just sort of that, let's swerve them for the sake of swerving them and all that, and if it le- leads to the right direction, then awesome, but... WWE's done this kind of stuff before, and they usually don't they, end up doing it. I'm
1: glad they at least did uh, show a segment later where Daniel Bryan confronted Baron Corbin about it. Yeah. So we're going to see some sort of aftermath play out there.
0: Which, that's another thing. is he Baron Corbin was saying, uh, Callisto is a little pest, and the last thing that we need is any more little people like him hanging around. Which makes it kind of seem like they want to do a Baron Corbin versus the Cruiserweight division feud. Which they can't do if he's not on SmackDown. Yeah. So I hope that they have an actual plan for this, and it's not just, wouldn't it be interesting if we booked this match and then go the opposite route, and then, ah, we'll figure it out by tomorrow. Because well, I... it,
1: it seems to me that's exactly what they did. They're like, well, we already announced 205 Live is going to be after SmackDown, so everyone assumes that Callisto is going to win, so we're going to have him not win. Right. haha ha got you guys.
0: <laughs> Thankfully, that we had a good match after this especially because we didn't get a good match to follow that one. Survivor Series elimination match, the men's team raw against team SmackDown, no shenanigans, the same normal people that are supposed to be in it. Unless you count Baron Corbin.
1: Now at this time, uh, all those matches had concluded. We had two matches left. We had the the Survivor Series men's match. And then the Goldberg Brock Lesnar at this time, it was just hitting 10 Mm -hmm. Uh, o'clock or no, it was just hitting nine o'clock. I'm sorry. It was just hitting nine o'clock. And, you know, some of us in the chat were thinking, wait, there's two hours left in the show. It's supposed to go to 11. It's nine o'clock now. We have two matches. How the hell are they going to? But this match ended up going over an hour.
0: And it was good, too. It was real good. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it very much. This is probably my favorite Survivor Series match that we've had in a long, long time. By far, I would say, yeah. Which is like, if you could book this as well as you did, the fuck did you do with the tag match? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because the women's no, this... match was good. Yeah, it was good. I liked it. And this one was just... Uh, I mean, there's a couple little bits here and there where it's a little bit odd, but for the most part, this was just a full hour of awesome stuff. It was weird that Dean Ambrose was the first person eliminated, but he got right. eliminated by Braun Strowman, and it was a whole thing with styles, so mm-hmm. it makes a little bit of sense. Braun yeah, Strowman this... uh, yeah. had a great showing tonight.
1: Oh, man, yeah. He looked like a beast, and I thought it was funny... How they actually had him get eliminated?
0: Oh, so good because they had yeah. the whole thing with Shane McMahon doing the the jump on the outside, which we pretty yeah. much knew was going to happen at some point. Yeah, I figured that's why
1: Shane was in there is to do one big spot like that. And if who are you going to take out with a big spot? The big guy, Braun Strowman,
0: which is perfect for that. Like what we were saying with the Nia Jack situation, where you get somebody like that counted out, they yep. keep their credibility. But even better that you have James Ellsworth holding back.
1: <laughs> that was the one part I did not see coming. No. And in fact, even when he's like trying to get into the ring, I'm like, well, what What the hell is he doing? Why? Is...? And then, you know, I they pan down or I, or I looked down. You could see him holding his feet. And I was like, oh, my God, James Ellsworth. <laughs> that was one of the my favorite parts of the match. That was great.
0: That was a nice little touch because oh, at yeah. first I thought that he was just doing a poor job of making it look like he was struggling.
1: Yeah, that's what I thought, too.
0: Like, it was just sort of like, okay, you don't understand, like, that you're supposed to go a little bit slower, and now you're at the ropes, and you don't know what to do, so you're just shaking the ropes like Ultimate Warrior. Right. But then when they panned down, it was just like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> and even better is the way that he reacted to that, which was just like, nah, I'm going to destroy you. I'm going to toss yeah. you off the stage, <laughs> through a table. Fuck you. That's what that you get. That was
1: great. Yeah, and I was glad he did get some uh, comeuppance for that, too. He's like, oh, well, you're going to mess with me? Well, look what I'm going to do to you. Bam! Just through the table. <laughs> That was
0: great. Especially since it's another thing, too, that's carrying back to what they did before, where Braun Strowman utterly decimated James Ellsworth. Oh, yeah. So that we know great. that, like, anytime you put these two together, Ellsworth is not going to be able to put up any kind of a fight whatsoever, which is but good. He does, that he does underdog have thing, hands, though. He has a yeah, fighting chance. He has a fighting chance. <laughs> then we had a great situation here with Kevin Owens getting eliminated by DQ after using the list on AJ Styles. <laughs> And even better, following that up, Chris Jericho trying to rustle all the paper together Mm -hmm. and being like, no, 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 Like that's the priority is the list. And he gets an RKO, Randy Orton pins him. But then we get into a weird situation. Shane McMahon goes for coast to coast. Yeah. And he gets speared and he, I'm assuming that it's a legit injury. I don't know. I I couldn't tell if that was kayfabe or if
1: he actually got his bell rung on that one.
0: Let me double check to see if there's any sites talking about this yet or any news reports. I don't see anything. I haven't seen anything yet. But it was weird because it was a situation where it could have been booked that way and they just played it off really well. Well, yeah, because at first I thought it was a
1: work. But then there seemed to be a little bit of kind of uh, confusion because he kicked out – well, he – I don't know if he kicked out, but his shoulder was up and the ref didn't count the three. I'm going to have to go back and watch that spot again because the ref counts the one, two, and then doesn't count the three. And and even in replays, when they go back and show it, they didn't show they, you know, they would start to show the count, but they didn't finish it. So and it looked like his sh- his right shoulder, I think I believe it was his right shoulder was not on the mat. So I don't know what happened there.
0: And he had this kind of glossed over look in his face. Oh, yeah. So I was assuming he got like knocked a little loopy, but right they played it off pretty well, mm-hmm. and I don't know. I mean, and if plus that if was... any
1: if anybody's going to go out that way, you want it to be him because he's the you know not actually the wrestler. So yeah, so it would that be ma- it makes would make sense, sense for, him.
0: for him to be like knocked out, right? Although some people are saying that that's Roman Reigns screwing up. I think it's more Shane McMahon's fault if it's a legit injury. Right. He probably just didn't jump as far or too far. From mm-hmm. what he should have, I don't know. That was well, it, it looked
1: like Roman Reigns when he because he did the, the spear on him, right?
0: Yeah, that's he what he did when it. he was
1: in there. It looked like he didn't. Maybe he didn't hit it in the exact right spot. I don't know if he if Shane ends up clocking his head on the on the mat or what happened there. But
0: yeah, if anything happened, that seems the most likely scenario. His head probably uh, hit the mat a little bit too hard, mm-hmm. and he instinctively kicked out, just kind of being like half out of it, where he probably should have just been pinned, right. But that was awkward.
1: Yeah, maybe he just kicked out out of instinct. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Pure instinct is what he's operating on now. <laughs> so after that, and the crowd was anti-Roman Reigns to begin with. Oh, man. Then they started chanting, you know, please, uh, what was it? Um, remove Ro- Roman yeah. or something like that. <sighs> I can't remember exactly what it was. It couldn't have been remove Roman. No one would have been Roman. It would have uh, never been a chat chant that could have been, ah, I'm botching all over the place, just like that. That never would have caught on. It was something like that, though. Like, mm-hmm. but of anybody
1: in the whole uh, ten men or eleven men yeah. in the thing, Roman had the most
0: heat of anybody. Yeah, that was that was crazy. Although there was one time during the match where people were cheering him. And that's after Dean Ambrose comes out, he attacks AJ Styles. Oh, yes, yep. The security uh, guards are coming out to stop him, and then a nice little touch of logic, which I thought was one of the better touches of the entire night, when the shield was like, wait a minute, if he's attacking Styles and he's on the opposite team, yeah, yeah. we can fucking use that, so let's attack the security guards <laughs> and do the uh, shield triple threat power bomb thing, which was, that was great to see. The enemy
1: of my enemy is my friend.
0: Exactly, and then they had that little... Tiny Reunion, which the crowd popped for, so that's oh, yeah, a great I, thing.
1: I marked out for that.
0: Great way to eliminate AJ Styles and keep him looking strong, because three dudes powerbomb him. Yeah, it, it takes you the whole
1: shield to put you out. Okay, you're still looking strong.
0: Then we get a uh, elimination of Seth Rollins from Bray Wyatt after an RKO, which, meh. I mean, they kind of built that up a little bit too much, I think. They were like, it's maybe his best RKO ever. Yeah, that no, wasn't. Not,
1: no, it's not. I would say the best RKO was was it at WrestleMania? It was Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Off the I still got to go Evan Bourne. Yeah.
0: That one's still my favorite, because that was like the extra little spin to it and everything. Oh, man, that was good. So good. This but was this just him jumping yeah, that, into it. Yeah,
1: exactly. This wasn't a... It was a good one, but it wasn't that top tier.
0: I was more surprised, more than anything else, that he took the spear to protect Bray Wyatt.
1: Yeah, that seemed really... Because I was expecting a turn i was expecting randy to sort of turn on bray at this point be like hey i was just playing ha got you guys i'm really your enemy still and yeah he ended up taking the bullet for him you know like they said the proverbial bullet and then uh bray wyatt ends up hitting sister abigail
0: Yeah. so bray wyatt and randy orton are the two survivors which means randy orton has one hell of a record at survivor series
1: oh yeah what is what is his record now
0: I think he's been one of the survivors of his team like five times now or something. It's something oh. like crazy. Bray Wyatt never seems to win anything either. So it was kind of nice to see Bray Wyatt win something. Well, it wasn't a singles match. So he's allowed to win once in yeah. a while, I guess. It certainly wasn't a belt. No. It seems like that's never happening. So Team SmackDown wins, but it's like they already lost the two other ones, so they had to win this one. If they would have lost all that, it would have been like, god damn, nobody's going to want to watch this I was
1: At this point, I was hoping for a clean sweep. After Raw won the first two, I'm like, well, just let them win the third. That way Stephanie is really, really smug about it. And then Shane McMahon's
0: so far out of it from that spear that he can't even argue back. (laughs) Exactly.
1: (laughs) Way to paint them as the underdog. Plus, they also have Daniel Bryan, the proverbial underdog, too. So there you go.
0: (laughs) Maybe Daniel Bryan uh, takes over in, the, in his stead and then yeah. sort of, I don't know, fixes some of the problems and stuff. Yeah, I
1: wonder if this is going to write Shane off for a little bit off the TV.
0: If it's a real injury, he definitely should be written off at least for oh, a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. But it's I'm, good to okay. see that he's not an actual normal performer, so uh, I'm assuming the next time we're going to see him wrestle is WrestleMania, mm-hmm. which I still kind of don't want to see a Brock Lesnar match if that's what they go with, but by the end of the night, now I'm not thinking that that's a guarantee because Brock Lesnar lost pretty much all that buzz that was happening. They spent so much time building this dude up. He beat everybody. He beat the fucking Undertaker at WrestleMania. And he gets squashed by Goldberg. Not even lose. He gets, what, two spears and a jackhammer and that's it?
1: Yeah, it was mind-blowing. I couldn't believe it. I As soon as they hit
0: that three, I'm like, Wait, what? That was it? What the fuck? The pay-per-view ended a half an hour early? Yeah. The main event is a squash match that yeah. benefits a guy that's only around for what he says is his last match.
1: That blew my mind. I did. I don't think really anybody was predicting that. None of us,
0: anyway. I joked. I was like, that'd be so funny if he spears him another time and just pins him. He speared him another time, and I'm like, yeah, just go for the pin. Ha ha. He picks him up and I'm like, alright, he's gonna fall down. You know, he's not gonna be able to hit the jackhammer. Then mm-hmm. he fucking hits it, and I'm like, oh yep. my god, don't tell me. This is such a mistake, I think. I know there's gonna be people that are gonna argue and say, why are you complaining that they did the unpredictable things? That's what makes it fun. Mm-hmm. Unpredictability doesn't mean good. It just means not necessarily. that you didn't see it
1: happening. I didn't see this happening, but I I marked out for it. I I popped. It was great, you know. I thought that it was it was pretty much a given, you know. I I thought it was just going to be Brock Lesnar completely dominating. I thought Goldberg, especially in the beginning, I thought okay, Goldberg's going to have an offense for like you know forty five seconds, and then it's just going to be all Lesnar for the rest of the match. Goldberg's going to get split open. He's going to hit him with the F five a couple of times, and then it's just going to be Lesnar over. And I was really happy with how this turned out. Yes, it does, in a way, in a big way, kind of diminish. Lesnar and his reputation, and you know, beating the streak and all that. But it's Goldberg, and he's not going to be around. So I don't think being second to somebody who is never going to wrestle again—I don't think that's that big of a deal. Yeah, but did he need to get squashed? Yeah, I I don't know. And I would love—I would love to uh, hear the meeting where they determine where they book this. You know.
0: Right, because Goldberg, I mean, he has one hell of an impressive record going from WCW and the WWE. He's only lost a few matches, and it's all been because of, like, outside stuff, and, like, he lost because somebody else got pinned and all that. But for him to beat Lesnar the way that he beat him, of course it doesn't kill Lesnar's credibility. Lesnar's still going to be able to destroy people. Oh, absolutely. But it does hurt him. Because it's not a hard-fought victory that... Goldberg just happened to be the better man again. He's 2-0, and their one match was one of the worst WrestleMania matches ever. Oh, yeah. And this was three moves. So it's like, all right, well, then you guys can't wrestle then. And the whole story is that Goldberg is considerably better than Lesnar. So everybody's going to want Lesnar to to take a back seat now. They're going to want to see more Goldberg. And if they don't ever show Goldberg wrestling again, people are going to be pissed about that because it's like, hey, you build up Goldberg and what's he going to do? So unless he wrestles again, I think that this was a mistake. See, and I actually I, don't want to see a Lesnar-Goldberg match at WrestleMania either. No, no. They, they should not have these
1: guys rematch for the rubber match at WrestleMania. I think that would be a mistake. Well, actually, it wouldn't even be a rubber match because Goldberg's 2-0. and
0: Yeah. Kind of like what happened with uh, Team Raw.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So, so scratch that. I I think having them match the third time so Lesnar can get one on the board, I think that would be a mistake.
0: And it bugs me that
1: they ended it a half hour early. I was really shocked, too, because I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, okay, they're going to
0: give these guys at
1: least 20 minutes. You know, nope. A minute 30.
0: I'd be so (laughs) pissed if I was one of the people that bought tickets for that
1: with that being your match that you wanted to see the match like, Oh, I got
0: to go see Goldberg and Lesnar. Right. And for it yeah. to just be like, well, our guys, the main event, we sat through two hours of a pre-show and we sat through all this kind of stuff and whatever, but at least we're going to get that Goldberg match and it's over. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, actually I mean,
1: this, here, is... this is his, uh, well, semi funny that I saw their entrances. I watched both of their entrances. I walked as soon as, you know, right before the bell rang, they were both in the ring I walked into the kitchen to go grab my snack to to eat during this match. I come back. Well, you know, when I'm in the kitchen, I hear the bell ring. I come back and then I see like the last 30 seconds of it. I missed the, you know, the initial confrontation there. And then I'm like, what what the fuck? It's over already. Did did the, did the TV skip? What the hell? (laughs) I, I was a little confused there for a second, but then I started reading the channel. I'm like, oh, that's it. Wow. So I'm actually going to go have to go back and watch the first half of that. <laughs>
0: so where does Lesnar go from here? There's not many people to him to feud with anymore.
1: Uh, let's see. Who? Clearly
0: they're going to book him in a way that he beats the hell out of somebody to kind of make up for this.
1: Yeah, but who? Um,
0: he damn sure better not win the fucking Universal Championship or something.
1: God, No. Let's see, let me go th- let me go through the roster here. Who do we want to see Brock Lesnar versus?
0: I was thinking that they were going to go with Brock versus Shane at WrestleMania, and That's, I never wanted
1: to see it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think I'd like to see that. What about Brock versus Seth Rollins? Did they they haven't done that. Yeah, one, they've done they? that. When did they do that one?
0: Oh, they yes, that was When yes, he was okay. champion?
1: You're right, you're right, you're right. Um shit. I'm I don't think that main-
0: Brock could have a good match with Braun. No. They could do him against Owens, but they'll just fuck Owens over. Right. And I don't want to see that happen. I definitely don't want to see The Undertaker again, John Cena again. Oh,
1: no, no. We saw Ambrose recently.
0: Like, I think uh, like, the next highest up guy would probably be Sheamus.
1: Uh, no. Which yeah,
0: I don't want to see that either. And they teased the Bray Wyatt thing, but they don't seem to be doing anything with Lesnar and Wyatt we already seen Randy Orton. Lesnar and Styles, I don't think that's That's what really I was thinking, internet. but yeah, I'm not, uh, I don't know. There's better things to do with Styles. Yeah, I agree. I'd rather then, see, I, I am looking forward if,
1: as the rumors hold true, uh, Styles versus Undertaker. I think that'd yeah, be I good.
0: Thought, I thought that he might have made an appearance here tonight, but no Undertaker appearance.
1: Sort of expecting it, but maybe, I'm guessing it, uh, what is it not Roadblock, the uh, TLC is the next SmackDown one? Yeah. Yeah.
0: That'd be a good time for them to do that. Styles beats Dean Ambrose, and then he's celebrating, and then the gong goes off. Mm -hmm. Especially since he said, I'm not going to only wrestle for WrestleMania, but I'll see you in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So another thing is, I mean, first off, where do they go with Brock Lesnar? But do you think that this happened because Goldberg only signed because he wanted to win? Or do you think that this was WWE Uh, going, this is the best route that we want to go? I'm starting to get I suspicious don't... that he just said, I'll only do it if I win. You think? Yeah.
1: Ah, gosh. I don't know. I don't... I don't. That, that's a really good question. I hadn't really considered that, but...
0: He put a lot of emphasis on wanting to make sure that his kids saw him wrestle. And for being a guy that never really lost any matches, for him to wrestle, to come back specifically to get beaten, seems weird.
1: And most of the time... Guys go out on their back. They don't go out on a win. So that that is unusual, too. That's another reason why I thought this was definitely Lesnar's to win.
0: I'm very curious to see where they go from here. That's kind of a running theme of this whole pay-per-view, because where do they take the Cruiserweight division? What do they do with Sami Zayn and The Miz if they're going to like still feud, even though they're cross-branded? How are they going to start to make SmackDown look a little bit better? Because they really kind of screwed the pooch with that one. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things that they... They almost like made this an event that sets up more in the future that you have to pay attention to rather than actually being the blow-off of anything. Right. Which is a little bit bothersome to me. But, you know, you can err on the side of uh, caution or you can be more optimistic and think that it's glass half-full, but in history in the past has shown WWE, if they set something up, doesn't always mean that they're going to knock it out of the park. Sometimes they can just be like, yeah, we didn't know what the fuck we were doing. So I'm a little bit hesitant to think that this is all going to work out in the end. I think it's going to be more so we're going to look back and go, yeah, you know what? Why did Goldberg win that match? Why did this happen? Why did they do that? You know, Well, that that person went downhill after Survivor Series, like that kind of a thing. Not interested in seeing Baron Corbin versus Callisto in the future. I don't want to get this confusion of the Cruiserweight division. I don't want to see... Some kind of, I mean, even the Bray Wyatt, Randy Orton thing. It's like, what do they do with that? Clearly, he's not turning against them yet. So is he just like, have no idea. part of the Wyatt family now? Like, that's kind of lame.
1: Lasted longer than Daniel Bryan's run with him.
0: That's true. At least Daniel Bryan had the beard, though.
1: <laughs> that's true. He had the overalls, too, for a little while. Uh, the overalls, give or leave it. I know, Randy Orton doesn't fit the look. If he fit the look a little better, I'd buy it a little bit more. Even without the beard. Just change your ring gear. Yeah,
0: especially since this happened right after he started wearing sneakers and a hoodie. It's like, oh, it's a new Wyatt Family gear. Mm-hmm. So I'm really curious to see what you guys have to say as well. If you liked, disliked, agree, disagree, whatever the case may be with what we were talking about. But to wrap this up, Kalen, are you going to give it a a good, a bad, middle range?
1: I definitely got to give it a good. Overall, I enjoyed the show very much. It was not a WrestleMania, but I think it fit being one of the big four.
0: I don't even think I would say that it's a good big four. I'm very down on some of the parts of this. I really, really loved that men's elimination match. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, I really liked the women's elimination match. All the other things were very questionable to me. That main event really left me on a sour note because I'm just thinking that They're not thinking long term here and a couple other decisions here and there, more so anything that tag match just pissed me off. Well, looking down the card
1: again, I mean, if we would er eliminate uh, eliminate, if we would get rid of the Raw versus SmackDown, the men's match, the hour long one, if that one were not on the card, I would say it was average or below average. But with just that, that puts me uh, puts it up way high on my list because I really, really enjoyed that match.
0: If everything would have been that quality, or even the quality of The Miz and Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. or, you know, I even like the uh, the Cruiserweight match, too. Like, they were some good matches. I think I'm high on all but two of the matches, unless you can't the pre-show, which they were forgettable.
1: Yeah, that doesn't count.
0: But the decisions that they made, I'm very low on some of those. So I think it balances out to, like, a mid-range kind of a thing here. And I'm probably going to look back on this in a month and have, like, a more set in stone to find this is what i think about hap- what happened at survivor series Cause well cuz we we're going to know where it leads you know yeah. at, this, at this point we have a
1: lot of questions that are not un- that are unanswered
0: even tomorrow and tuesday night they should lead us into the direction somewhere right so you know if you see uh the hot tags coming up this week and i'm like i don't know I fucking thing that pissed me off then you know that it's not going to be a good thing but <laughs> it could be something great i mean they might have some crazy plans but who knows so that'll be interesting to see what happens if they do have those plans, if they don't, and they just, you know, flying by, uh, what's that phrase? Flying by the uh, seat of their pants? See to their pants. All right. Still <laughs> know, know exactly how that's supposed to work, but I'm assuming some kind of parachute. You don't have
1: flying <laughs> pants? What the hell?
0: Nah, I opted to just get normal ones from Old Navy. They had a zipper, though, and a button. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's swag right there. Make sure you leave your comments below, everybody, on YouTube. If you're not listening to this on YouTube, then go to the page itself on the website and leave your comments there because, as I mentioned before, I want to know what you guys have to say because you might be going, Tony's a fucking idiot or uh, Tony's right here even though he is a fucking idiot. Probably (laughs) one of those two. And uh, that's going to actually take out the content for this week. We had a lot of stuff going on this week. but. Coming up soon, we're going to have that next edition of the Hot Tags. We're going to have another Ask Him and the mailbag. So send in those mailbag questions as soon as possible, everybody. I'm not sure if we're going to do that Wednesday or maybe Friday because Thanksgiving is Thursday. So that's sort of up in the air a little bit there, but it depends on when we're available. And I'm probably going to do a TLC Sporkle quiz too if I can look up a good one of those. So stay tuned for that. And, uh, Kalen, anything you want to toss out to anybody? Sure, you can follow me on Twitter at Kalen Ferris.
1: And if you're gonna be in Toledo, Ohio on Friday, December 2nd, you want to come check out Northwest Ohio Wrestling's Uprising 4. It's gonna be at the Aurora Gonzalez Believe Center. It's gonna be a lot of fun. We had an event last night. It was excellent. Shane Strickland wrestled Trey Miguel. Awesome match. I gotta send you a link to that, Tony. It was really, really good.
0: What are they it's- uprising for?
1: Uh for everything. Uprising uh-huh. for glory.
0: Thank you. Go. <laughs> They're not bound for glory. It's just uprising. Oh, that's better then. Yeah. So make sure you hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, everybody. Make sure you also hit that like button to give us a thumbs up for the video to help us out on the SEO. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Smarkout Moment, myself at Tony Mango and at a mango tree. And that's it. Then for the Survivor Series post-show, thanks for listening, everybody. This has been another Smart Out Moment, and we are being counted out. Ah!